It's the off. It's the off week on the round table here on Dog Post. And I think we're not supposed to call it the off week, Fletcher. It's called a, a work week. It's don't a take work any week. Day. Don't take any days off. Yeah, I'm getting trying to get better every day here. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs enter their what is going to be a pretty critical stretch here. I mean, I have five legit games coming up. Seven and zero, number three team in the country. Um, Frankly, their ranking doesn't really matter, does it, Fletcher? I mean, it's just one of these things where they control their own destiny. One of the few schools in the country that controls their own destiny right now. And, um, you know, they got to get to Atlanta first. But um, only two I'm teams not, only two teams control their own destiny in the East. That is Kentucky. <laughs> I'm going to keep them in the conversation. Uh, it's Kentucky and Georgia. And the West still is LSU and uh, Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that West is funky. I think LSU beating Auburn, it, it doesn't – I don't think anything hurts the conference as a whole. I don't like to talk about things like that. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but I think you – I think going into last week, you kind of had an idea that Alabama and Georgia were potentially, you know, elite uh, and that Auburn was a pretty strong team there as a third. And then they fall off with a just a baffling loss after being up by 20 points to LSU. So I think right now you're looking at seri- – I'm seriously going to say this out loud. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, obviously at the top, not in that order, the other order, and then <laughs> um, Auburn, uh, LSU, and even Kentucky, right there. Um, I think are teams that are, you know, next in line. Well, look, there's three. only there there's only three schools in the league that have one loss or fewer. Right. So now in the in the league, that's not the case. In the West, excuse me, in the East. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure everybody's listening to this, understands this, and knows this already. Uh, Georgia and Kentucky are both, uh, the, you know, they have one loss or fewer. In uh, the West, it's a little, it's a, there are three teams, there are four teams with one loss or fewer in league play. LSU, which controls its own destiny. Um, which is crazy. Uh, correct. Uh, Alabama is undefeated. Uh, Auburn technically does not control its own destiny. Um, it is three and one, but they have a loss to LSU, so they don't control their own destiny. LSU with one loss. Texas A&M only has one loss in league play. They do not control their own destiny because they lost to Alabama. So they would need Alabama to lose twice um, in conference play, which seems hard, hard to believe. Um, yeah, but this uh, but, you know this weekend. Possibly, well, this weekend Kentucky goes to Mississippi State. Kentucky's right. five and one. Uh, that's only the fourth time since 1950 that that's happened. Um, they're not ranked, and they're ten point underdogs uh, at Mississippi should State. Probably, they should probably be ranked. Well, I called the- Joey Galloway and asked him about this, and he <laughs> said that Kentucky has got to prove that it's physical enough to hang with Mississippi State this weekend. So we'll we'll see about that. I think ten points is a lot. I'd take Kentucky in the points, um, but if if Kentucky gets out of that thing. They could be nine and one when they travel to play Georgia. That's a that's a serious statement, right? You know, thoughts on the Gators? Ah, man, they're just man. They are not good, (laughs) (laughs) and they're better than Tennessee by at least a hell mary. But Tennessee is obviously, I think, in much worse shape than Florida. Uh, I think we're looking at a situation where, I mean, I I don't know how Butch Jones can keep his job because they. This is setting up terribly for him, uh, or it already is, uh, in that they've got to play Alabama this week. And this is something I've always wanted to look at. 
is what happens to teams the week after they play Alabama, maybe in the past five seasons. Because now Tennessee's got to play Alabama, and then they got to come to Kentucky. And in all scenarios, you normally would say, well, Kentucky can't beat Tennessee. They've only done it one time in like 30 years. But to go where they're at currently, which is not a very good team, to get to have to face Alabama where they're probably just going to get demolished, and then to have to collect themselves and come to Kentucky. Tennessee is the team that I think um, there's – I don't see a scenario where Butch survives with his job. Well, here's the – I mean, they still got to play LSU and Alabama. Yeah. I mean – You're counting – You're counting – Kentucky, not, Kentucky notwithstanding. Dude, you're not counting wins there or even – you're counting games where you just don't get demolished, it feels like. They're just quite bad. I mean, I've not watched anybody more this season. Well, Georgia. But I mean, I've watched Georgia the most. And then I think I've watched Tennessee second most. Typically, I would have watched uh, Clemson second most. But just because of the way it's worked out, I've been able to watch Tennessee quite a bit. And um, I, I don't know if they have answers. And and it's the off week. This is you know this is just this is just the roundtable on dog post. We can we can talk about Tom Petty. We can talk about whatever. Right now, we're talking about Tennessee. I don't think he survives now. I mean, not after the way they play against South Carolina. I mean, they, they had their shot to win that game. I don't know that they should have won it. They had their chance to win that game. South Carolina beat them up and down the field, it felt like. Um, what, and, are, what are the excuses? Excuse me. What are the explanations for why Tennessee's so bad? Because if you're South Carolina, you can say, hey, we're in the second season of Muschamp. Debo, right. got, Debo got hurt. Um what exactly, if you're Tennessee, can you say, hey, at least at Florida, you can say, you know, we won the East two years in a row. Uh, if I, I don't think there is an explanation. I mean, I think they have bad quarterback play, which is a problem. And, you know, Georgia now has has, has had, this is their fifth straight <laughs> different year with a starting quarterback and um, at a, at a minimum, and they've had back-to-back starting freshmen, and they haven't had bad quarterback play. They've had up-and-down quarterback play. I would say Tennessee essentially has had just straight-up bad quarterback play, and that's all there is to it. I mean, it's just not they're just not good. And, frankly, if Joey Galloway wants to talk about physicality, that's great. That's fine. Tennessee doesn't have a lot of physicality, and, and the guys that they do have that are big, physical-looking guys, they don't play that way. So... I don't know, and and switching back to just back to Carolina and Kentucky one more time, you know, if you're South Carolina, you got to be kicking yourself for not winning that Kentucky game. I mean, that's the worst game they played this season. You know, this team is playing a lot like Will is, which is a feisty group, not super talented, but feisty. I mean, they play Van- they play Vanderbilt. They should roll into Athens at six and two. That that game will almost certainly be a CBS game, and then the rest of the season they got Florida, Wofford, and now Clemson traveling to South Carolina. You know, if you're South Carolina, you're looking at this thing going, all right, maybe we don't beat Georgia. Clemson seems not as scary as they were, but you should probably lose that game. But you know, you could have had a much better season had you. I mean, you'd have a lot to play for right now if you had knocked out uh, Kentucky earlier in the year. And, and Kentucky the same way. I mean, if you look at their situation with the Gators, how did they lose that game? I mean, how do you lose that game? I watched it all unfold. I think the, I think the Kentucky-South Carolina game, the, the better team won. Kentucky was better than South Carolina. 
Um, it doesn't help, though, if you're a South Carolina fan. Debo got hurt in that game. Uh, so there's certainly uh, some some easy things to point out for why they lost that game. But they lost by 13, or yeah. by 10, I'm sorry, when it was all said and done. Kentucky with Florida, they, they blew that game. There's no way around it. I mean, they were winning by 13, and they gave up two touchdowns when they had 10 guys on the field or they didn't know where wide receivers were. So that's the one I think. But but I got to hand it to these teams. Like, that could be devastating. I, oh, yeah. If you're South Carolina and you're sitting here going, we scored on the first play of the game. We got a turnover on Kentucky's first play of the game. We should have won that game. And now everything feels – I mean, that just piss you off, you know. And if you're, if you're Kentucky, you're saying the same thing about Florida. Can't beat the Gators. We blew it. We should be 6-0. and We should be ranked. And for these teams to be able to collect themselves, I think speaks to uh, what they have rolling and, and the sort of an identity and a and culture and a character. What's going on at Tennessee, though, again, like I want to go back to, you, you say they, they lost to Vanderbilt last year, you know. They, they had some baffling losses with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. So I, know, I know you said they have, have yeah. had bad quarterback play. But they had a beloved figure in, in Josh Dobbs. They had their guy, and they're still losing to Vanderbilt. So Well, it's just not a very – I mean, some of this gets back to Butch just is not a very good coach. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I feel like the guy's soft. Um, no offense to him. Uh, I, don't, I don't, Actually, you know what? Offense to him. I don't think that he is – I just think there's um, – I don't – I'm not going to try to make this a broad thing. I don't think that he – is capable of leading that program in this conference. Maybe he's more. Maybe he could do things at a at a bigger school with whatever. Like I could see like a Mike Leach type, uh, or it's, it takes a certain type of person to win at Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Who who? You know, uh, you know Quentin Grant. You know, you know it's an old buddy of mine. We were talking about the Gators not so long ago, and he said um, he's right here. You know. How many people have really won at Florida? Well, uh, that's true. Uh, obviously, Ron Zook kind of got eaten up there, and uh, McElwain. Michael, he's done okay. He's it's done, not been like I said. At least they've got something to show for uh, their past two years. Although you could certainly say, though, Fletcher, Tennessee is one of the most difficult jobs in this in this league. I don't think people realize, or maybe people I mean, do realize that. But it's so difficult to recruit there. It, it, it's got probably. I mean, Illinois has more in-state talent than Tennessee, probably. Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's close. Yep, and you've got to uh, you've got to recruit Georgia successfully. Um, and again, all these a lot of these names we're talking about. Josh Dobbs is from Georgia. Uh, you know, their, you have their to defensive be rel- secondary has got kids from Georgia all up. You and have down. to be relevant in the city of Atlanta, in the, the metropolitan Atlanta area, if you're at Tennessee. You, you have to. And you have to not lose more than one or two of your eight top players in the state because there's just so few players. And you've got to be relevant in the Carolinas, and you've got to be relevant in Florida. That's how you do it. And if you, if you don't have – if you can't get it done in Atlanta, if you can't get – those uh, kids from South Florida, um, you know, if you can't get Todd Gurley and um, Leonard Floyd, Leonard, uh, oh, I can't remember the guy, number one who was there for a long, long time from the Carolinas in Asheville. Little. If you Leonard Little. If you can't get, if you can't be competitive in the Carolinas, 
get your guys in Florida and then you know get your guys from in-state, you're not going to do it. You know who that sounds a lot like who just won a national championship? Clemson. Clemson's, Clemson right. is in a more, I would say, slightly more complicated situation than Tennessee. There's more kids in South Carolina, but they're splitting them with, with, with Carolina. They're going to Florida and getting some kids. They're playing around in the mid-Atlantic. They're doing what they need to do in the uh, Carolinas. Clemson, it's, it's hard for Tennessee to be – I'm not even going to say good. It's hard for Tennessee to be relevant if Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson are good. Or enter the name of somebody from the ACC being really good in the Carolinas. I mean, Clemson is what that is right now. But yeah. it could be, in theory, North Carolina. Yeah, you know? it's just for me, it's a fine line. I understand that these coaches, uh, there's a lot of cliche talk. There's a lot of rah-rah. There's slogans, mottos, whatever. But it doesn't play in the media. It doesn't play to the fan base necessarily. So when you start talking about champions of life and whatever that the bi-week rep thing he was saying the other day, or and then I, I even I mean so I I saw a quote from Butch yesterday that said that they did enough to beat South Carolina except score touchdowns. And I'm thinking I think this is a parody account that I'm reading on Twitter. I actually have to verify the writer. I have to click into their Twitter account to make sure that I'm not being punked because these quotes are so bad. I think that's what I'm saying about Butch is um, I think he's like a second banana type at this level. I think it, that some of that stuff plays at Central Michigan and Cincinnati where nobody gives a shit about you and you got to sort of you know talk that way and act that way. But once you get to this to the SEC in this way, that stuff just sounds so corny. And unless you win like Dabo. You're not going to get away with it. Well, that's right. I mean, and he didn't get away with it until he won big. See, and I don't so, think Butch uh, is going to push through like Dabo did. No, he's not going to have a chance. But let me let me just say this too. We can move on to another subject, which is, Good. you know, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there watching Georgia, uh, I'm sitting there watching Tennessee, Carolina, and of course, these morons at ESPN are going to show close losses at Tennessee. You know, and it was. Uh, like, like, you know, you're ignoring the close wins. They beat Appalachian State last year in overtime. They needed a miracle to beat Georgia last year uh, on that play. Uh, this year, they had overtime and had to sneak by with one win, one point win over Georgia Tech. They had a four point win over UMass. Don't give me this close losses bullshit. You either win or you lose. I do, do you, I can go back and look at Kirby's alleged close losses or whatever you want to call it. They lost last year to Tennessee by three. They lost last year to Vanderbilt by one. They lost by Georgia Tech by one. Do you know how many times people celebrated those losses? Never. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of stuff that should not be up there. You know how many one-point wins Georgia has this year? Exactly one. Was and it shouldn't, have, it shouldn't have been that close. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah, but you get credit. For that win, just like you got credit for beating Nickel State by two and Missouri right, by right. one last year. I mean, give me a break. Well, there's lies and then there's facts. And, you know, you can you can do whatever you want with both of those things. So, but yeah, dude, we just talked about Tennessee for like six minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry. We just no, really. I mean, it was my fault. I, kept, I brought it up twice. What did you make of Mark Riggs and them? <laughs> did you watch that game? I got a couple. I got a few thoughts here real quick. Here we go. One, I'm going to start with this one. I saw some people on Twitter. I'm not going to call anybody out. Even some media types, well-connected people. 
with the reputa- with reputations on the line. They're like, you know, Mark. I think Mark Rick had run some people off the fifty yard line again in that Miami Florida State <laughs> game, yeah, like yeah, he did yeah. George Vanderbilt. Yeah. And apparently, he said the word "ass" in a video, and I saw a lot of people be like, "Wow, you know, Mark is really classy of him." And he must have been real mad because that's the first time I've ever heard him cuss. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Like, it's such a narrative. A coach that, uh, you know, uh, goes to church and has donated a lot of money to, you know, Prince Avenue, um, which is a Christian academy in Athens, and blah, 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 blah. It's great. The man cusses all the time, okay? It's fine. You don't have to, like... Keep keep going on to this every single point of it. I mean, I've heard Mark Richt say cuss words. And it was funny, you know, Mark Richt had met with a good friend of mine who was a Division three basketball, Division two basketball coach for some time. Mark came and spoke to their basketball team. And the first thing the guy tells me after the meeting's over, he's like, man, Mark said damn and he said ass during his speech. I was like, why is that so surprising? He's a football coach, all right? I mean, I I don't know, man. I don't understand why that's such a thing all the time. And because I don't know why it makes me mad when I see people say it. Well, because people are simpletons. See, just because you're in the <laughs> just because you're in the media doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. And that, that's you know, I'm talking I'm talking about the sports media. Well, we you know, get that uh, when nobody's been bashing the sports media more than the roundtable. Well, it just is. It's just so. Um, you know, like I, I, you know, we we read for. I mean, it's it, we read for. All right, so Fletcher, how what what are we in week eight? We're going in week eight, is that right? Mm-hmm. So for the last eight weeks, we've read about the collision course between Alabama and Clemson, and as Phil Collins wrote, something happened on the way to heaven. Now, nice. We're re- now we're reading about how this playoffs not going to be fun if nobody can beat Alabama, and it's like, um. All right. I mean, come on now. I mean, they are definitely the top program in the country. I don't think anybody's disputing that. But the last time I checked, they've not won the last four national championships. In fact, two of the last three years, they've lost. You know, they've they've not won. Well, you always say to me, so they I can't mean, win every game, which I always vehemently say to you, yes, they can. Well, but. but your point is your point is proven by games like Ole Miss or Clemson losing to BC. I'm not, you know what? You know what? By the way, I, I wouldn't even talk about an Ole Miss game. I feel no, I you. Talk about that. I feel you. I mean, they they it, it just it just we we just dive in like for, we went over this last week. Can I get everybody, back to Mark Rick though and his goatee? Let me just say that oh, I love that goatee. Oh my god! Everybody, oh Georgia and Alabama on a collision course. Um, they both got to win a lot of hard games before they get there. I mean. If Georgia beats the Gators and they beat Kentucky, I don't think they can. I mean, they have to go to Atlanta at that point, I think, mathematically. Yeah. But they haven't done either of those things yet. And that they will be favorites in those games doesn't mean that they will win. Go ahead with his goatee, which I think is awesome. Yeah, number one, Mark Rick says cuss words, and that's okay. Number two, Mark Rick's goatee makes me slightly uncomfortable. Uh, Because... No, I was just in Miami. That that's a very Miami thing. No, no, I think it looks great on him, and it, I don't know. It makes me kind of question myself because I can't grow a goatee like that so quickly and just change my whole 
um, brand and identity like that, it's scary. Mark Richt is more shifty than we realized. Let me I, ask you. He's you, just a damn man. Let me. Do you know what one of his jobs was when he was not in football? He was a bartender. He was a bartender. And I think he was a model. I think he modeled jeans. I'm not sure about that part, but he was a card-playing bartender. He was a hustling son of a gun. Here's a better, bigger global picture question, which is that, you know, do you love your girlfriend, Fletcher? If anybody that, yes. I'm leading leading the witness here. Yeah. I I love my wife. She's a great person. She's a wonderful mother. Um, She's she's super duper good looking and all this stuff. I have in front of me Girl Scout cookies that expired. Now, that's more like a recommendation. That's not a firm you, date. You know that daddy doesn't go, it's not going to let they're not getting to the expiration date with me. But my wife has got some questionable purchase here, which is the Samoas. No, that's not right. questionable. You can't you can't buy those, right? No, I I would buy that. I would buy those. I would eat those out of expiration. I, I'm sitting here looking at these, and I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned as to why they're still here because they are majorly expired. They passed the smell test, but they are majorly expired. Uh, what are you, a Thin Mints guy? No, 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 no. I think it's the Tagalongs. Yeah, I like I like or, that. No, or nothing. That, no. Tagalongs, Thin Mints, Samoas are all fine. And if the expert, that's more like guidelines. There's rules. There's guidelines. This is the guideline thing. That, so, that so is is is, uh, is buttermilk ever expired? Yeah, see, I don't play around with that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. That's some real West Tennessee stuff. I don't know. I. I grew up in the country, dude. And uh, you ever drink warm milk straight from a cow? Oh my gosh! Uh, I, I've done that once. I would not recommend. That. I've been casually offered the opportunity to, and there's I just that's just not for me. <laughs> Number three about Mark Rick. <laughs> okay, that Miami team is uh, team of destiny. No, no, no. See. They are, it's not really fair, but I, I mean, they're a good team. They're fine. Uh, they dealt with, I think, five or six starters were out of the game against Georgia Tech from Florida State to Tech. Uh, guys getting hurt the, during the state game, the week of, or during the Tech game. That's, that's tough. And they made it through that. But that team is, that's not a complete team. And it's without Walton, who is one of the best running backs in the conference and country, maybe. I don't know. So, I think it's great that they're getting through. They're winning these games. It's exciting what's, for your fan what's base. What's your butt? What's your butt? But that is probably that team's got to play Clemson. Uh, for uh, they don't. Yeah, they don't play Clemson in the regular season. That's what though. I'm saying. But it, they've got to. Well, they got to get through. I guess it's either Virginia Tech, right, or Clemson. Or I mean, the, I'm sorry, the, Virginia Tech or Miami to play Clemson. So the ACC is a little bit complicated, actually. Miami does have a challenging schedule remaining. I mean, right. they, they they have. I mean, Tech's going to have to lose twice in the conference, and I, I don't. I'm not going to even bother to look that up. But you know, Miami's still got Syracuse and North Carolina, both games they should win. They'll the win interesting games. The interesting thing, though, is that they've got this is a tough triple here, which is back to back to back. You got Virginia Tech at home, Notre Dame at home, which is not in the ACC, and then they yeah. play Virginia. Then they play Virginia. 
Virginia is probably what's going to determine if they get to um, what's it called or not. Get to I don't even know where they play. They play that in Charlotte. Yes, they play that in Charlotte. Who else is NC? Is Notre Dame playing? They play NC State. Yeah, they got NC State. Dude, I bet these schools wish they hadn't scheduled this. Listen though, here's the. I want to talk about Notre Dame in one second here, but let me let me talk about the other side of the, the ACC. I get so confused with which they are. One is the one is the Puff side, and the other one is the Magic Dragon side. Um, <laughs> the Atlantic, okay. So technically, Clemson is in third place. All right. I think we both know that that's not really how it works. But NC State is four and zero undefeated. Clemson has to go to NC State. Clemson lost to Syracuse, so they're technically behind Syracuse, but they've already played five conference games. So. Florida State can jump Clemson, but they can't jump NC State, and they can't jump. Um, I can't remember. Uh, they can't, well, they cannot jump NC State. So that NC State Clemson game is basically yeah. for the entire thing, unless Syracuse gets on a roll. Last thing about the ACC, and then I'm going to talk about Notre Dame's situation. Can you believe Louisville's in last place? Because they are. They're in last place. Yeah, all this happened after I said Lamar was one of the best players in college football history. I mean, who? Well, yeah. Who? Who is? Who has done a worse job this year between Tennessee and Louisville? Probably Louisville, considering they they that they had the Heisman Trophy winner on their team. Did, did you see Jimbo Fisher's reaction when yeah. he found out? That was hilarious. That was classic. All right, look. So you got you got Notre Dame, okay? So no, so Notre Dame can really wreck some things for people here. Now let me let me just point this out. If you if you're trying to figure out how to sneak two teams from the SEC into this deal, let me let me tell you how this is going to happen. First of all, you get a one loss Big Twelve champion. All right, and it. Probably should be Oklahoma. This is I'm trying to lay out Georgia being the number two. I think if Alabama loses in the championship game, I still think they get in. I'm not naive, all right? Notre Dame is the key to all of this, and here's why, all right? All right. Notre, Notre Dame, USC, that's this weekend. Notre Dame's a four-point favorite. They host NC State, who is, I think, one of only two teams that's undefeated, undefeated in ACC play, Okay. If they win both of those games, it is likely, it is not likely, it is possible that they could defeat three of the four division champions in the ACC and the S and the Big 12. And the big, what is it called out there? Pac-12. It is possible they could defeat all four. They play SC, NC State, Wake Forest. No one, no one cares about that. Hey, they're not that bad. Miami. And they play Navy. And they play Stanford. Wow. They play. They could, in theory, play everyone that plays for the championship that weekend from the ACC and the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve. Now, Stanford, just to be clear, got their brains beat in by Washington. Did they not? Yeah. No, they still. Uh, no, it was. Uh, they, they, nope, that's wrong. They got beat. They, they lost to USC. Yeah. So that, but that game doesn't really matter for the division. Stanford is in first place on their side. USC is in first place on their side. Did you understand what I just said? Notre Dame could beat two conference champions. 
And their only loss be to the runner-up of the best, you know. By, the, by one point. By one point. I mean, at that point, if Notre Dame, I have to say, no matter what happens with Georgia, Notre Dame, if they run the table, I don't see how they get left out, period. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You broke it down pretty thoroughly. You could see a scenario. I'm not saying this is likely. You could see a scenario where you got Georgia, Bama, Notre Dame, and someone else. It's going to have to be the champion of the Big Ten. You want to talk about chaos? Yeah, that's what I'm gunning for. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, could you imagine Ohio State getting in? Well, they've got Ohio State all messed up here, man. Ohio State's strength schedule is is I I can't believe Ohio State's ahead of Clemson and, and Oklahoma in the polls. Well, some of that is when they lost. I know, but that's not the way that this should be. I don't think, but whatever. Fourth thing about Mark Rick. <laughs> this I, what I was trying to say is probably the third thing is that Miami is not quite ready. I think you could clearly. So for they can win that league. You realize that, right? I think they can win their division, but I think that Clemson is a pretty tall mountain to climb. Did you see Clemson play this past week? I did, but I mean, they're quarterbacks. Are you just fast, they're just quarter- fast forward past that. Their quarterbacks hurt. Uh, like, like what? What happens if Kelly Bryant doesn't get back? That that means they are very susceptible to lose a few games here at the end, man. Yeah, totally. Uh, plus, sometimes you just lose games. You know, Clemson did it last year too. Uh, what with NC State and then having playing Pitt close. I mean, it happens. Uh, I don't think it's like a meltdown. Um, so yeah, but I think what's what I'm saying is that Miami's not quite ready to win that conference. It's obvious to I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, like you just said, these close wins uh, are great, but it's also indicative of I mean they got some major issues moving the football at times um, and scoring. I think they're they, I think they're going to have a hard time beating Notre Dame. Everybody else on their schedule that I see, I think they can win. I mean, let's yeah. beat Virginia Tech. If they you had would a healthy, think. if they had a healthy Walton, I could maybe start it, but they're not healthy. And I don't think they've got the depth. Who, who, who in the ACC is healthy right now? Who in the country is healthy? I get it. But I think for I this Miami Georgia will be healthy going into the game with the Gators. We ain't even talked about that quarterback controversy brewing down there in Athens. <laughs> I don't – I mean, you, you, they didn't play Jacob Eason. Yeah. Is there, is there any controversy to be had? No, I mean it's it's Fromm's job. I think that's sort of the. This is the first. This is the best game he played. Period. Yeah, he looked great. Obviously, he's had, he's had two very good games, Mississippi State and this one. This is the only time that he's. I mean, he had to throw more against Notre Dame. I think he had twenty nine throws against Notre Dame. He had twenty eight mm-hmm. against um, Missouri. But it looked to me that they just said Missouri sucks. We're just going to go ahead and throw it for a while, and they did. And it didn't. It took a while to get going. See, at this stage, Butcher, everybody is saying if they don't annihilate people, there's something wrong. Well, yeah, because they're going to get in. They're they they're in that trap of well, Missouri sucks. You just said it, or Tennessee is a disaster. So they and then they're going to get themselves into situations like the Florida game. We're going in. It's a big deal. Coming out, everybody's going to be like, well, Florida sucks. <laughs> So right. that's sort of how it always goes, you know. 
and then you'll eventually be playing Alabama and you'll either be um, under a lot of water or uh, you'll be defined as a winner and a player with lots of moxie. <laughs> hey, players with moxie know where the first down sticks are at Vanderbilt. That's all I'm saying. Can, L- can LSU physical their way to a win over Alabama? You buy that at all? No, I don't buy it. You're trying to out Alabama, Alabama. It ain't going to do. It ain't going to work. That team, no. You're not. No. <laughs> not seeing that one. Do you? Um, I think their problem is offensively they can't they don't score very much. I mean LSU has scored twenty seven, forty five, seven, thirty five, twenty one, seventeen, and twenty seven. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. And yeah, you know, the thing about it, everybody talks about Alabama's you know there's this defense and all this stuff. The the truth of the matter is is that they score a lot of points. Okay, they only scored 24 against the Knolls, 41, 41, 59, 66, 27, 41. That's pretty good production. Fifth thing about Mark Rick. <clears throat> let, me, let me just rattle off the Georgia scores real fast. I should know this off the top of my head, but I, but I don't. Oh, come on, Google, for God's sakes. 31, 20. 42, 31, 41, 45, 53. I think this is, I think this is the most points scored back to back to back that the, that the program has has had. And they've not they've not scored fewer than thirty one in the last five games. So they're doing okay. They're doing okay. I didn't think the defense was unbelievable last week, but but you have a you have a fifth point about Mark Rick. Yeah, it's interesting because it's um it's a situation where. You've had an ex-lover or an ex-spouse. Uh, um, move on to what feels like was the right fit at the right time. I mean, I know that I know my lover didn't have a goatee when whenever we were together, but it looks so good on him now. And it's why just, didn't why did he not keep that in 2012? That's what I want to know. I don't know, man. I just feel like yeah, you, Mark... you know, you you know who started Evil Rick, right? That was me. Everybody, everybody else that everybody else came that came from me. That came from like 2007. I feel you. I know. I see you. You were out here hashtagging Isaiah Watch. But and dude, dude, he was dressed in all black. I want to know when he's going to go all black at Miami. Has he done that yet? I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. It feels like. The suntan, the tan he always, the perennial 24-7, 365 tan that he had in Athens never felt right. And now that he's down in Miami, he's got a goatee, and it just feels so good. Like, I don't know, I think that there's always sort of a, an understanding that when there's a breakup, for whatever the reasons, hey, what, you, but you, you feel weird, and you, you don't, sometimes you're mad, sometimes you, you want bad things to happen forever and always to to that person moving forward. But man, it feels so right with Mark down there. And I, it's really cool for me to watch him. That's all, that's all I'm trying to say. He's got according, a goatee and a tan and he just looks right. According to Christy Cabrera Chirinos of the Sun Sentinel, um, 
the Miami Knights uniforms will have black jerseys and pants highlighted with green stripes and accented with orange outfits. They will wear black helmets, black socks, and have accessories and cleats with orange accents and wear those particular uniforms. Is that an Adidas school now? What is my They are, they are Adidas, yeah. 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 And, and then, they were supposed to do the retro uniforms against Georgia Tech, and I guess they did do that. I'm not sure. But um, and then I don't know conversely, if they did that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, obviously Kirby's a good fit. I got – okay, so this is my – my media, my do more work before you start talking about this game broadcast critique. Oh, boy. Before the Missouri game, I watched every minute of it because I've been off on Saturdays doing other things, not covering football. Kentucky was off. The announcer said, I guess he was trying to make this comparison that that Barry Odom at Missouri played there or whatever. And that Kurt, so, he, so as the kickoff's going, you could kind of tell – it's kind of like that the intro to a song that a DJ's doing on the radio, and you can tell that he's a little bit behind and that the words are about to pick up, so he's trying to, so the kickoff's about to start, and he's trying to say this big grand thing about Kirby Smart. And he says, like, he he played on a lot of great teams at Georgia, and now he's mm. leading them. And I was like, Oh, you missed that one one key detail there. I can't remember the great team that Kirby played for at Georgia. <sighs> Uh, so he kind of missed that one, but uh, I'm not trying to beat up anybody at Georgia. I'm just saying, how can you say that as a broadcaster with a straight face? I, I'm not sure. I mean, they won they won 19 games his last two seasons. Uh, I, but, great. Okay. You know, I'm I, trying to I'm, cut I'm, you I'm, off because so now <laughs> I see. I see Kirby with that frat boy bang, with the frat boy bangs held up underneath a visor. I'm like, damn, this Mark Rick could never have frat boy bangs. Oh, so wait a second now. It that's, feels right. Wait a second. You got a receding hairline shot at Mark? That I, have a, like, I have a receding that, hairline. He has a goatee. I'm I've given him a lot of props today. That seems so unnecessary, man. I have the power alleys. Are, are you going to call? Are you going to call? Are you going to call Kirby short next? Is that what we're doing? Is that how this is going to be? I have some thoughts about Kirby that I can't say on here about certain things that would be really funny, but I, I shouldn't even said that because I hate it when people do that. But I just saying Kirby, where Mark is suntan and goateed, and he wears that, what are those hats called that, that I can't wear, but like... Visors? No, what Mark wears. What oh, looks the, like, the band hat the, deals? Yeah, that, what in the... Um, you can, if, if you... Mark... Oh man! See, he could be like a likable villain in an '80s sitcom. In you're Miami. saying you're saying he should have been in an '80s Bond movie. He, he should just have been. looks. He just looks the part down there. And then same with Kirby. You know, he's he looks like he certainly has gone to college and he's not wearing cargo shorts anymore. He's got the he's got the cargo's. shorts on. The, yeah, he stopped wearing those in high school. Now he's got the bangs and the visor. He just fits the part first there. All, looks, first of all, first it of all, looks good. First of all, far be it from me, and no fashion judgments from me here, but Kirby's worst mistake ever was falling into the trap in our later years in college of dyeing his hair platinum blonde. Dude, the everybody M- was doing that. Dylan Hart Jr. was doing that, and the Backstreet Boys. Look, right, and 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 and. Look, I don't blame him for that. That was, that was unfortunate. Okay? I don't blame him for that. 
it's unfortunate. You know, I don't think Mike was around to ask him what he was doing wrong there. By now, the way, Mike was probably driving to the all, gas station to buy a roll of Copenhagen and wasn't there to have somebody first, put all the hair dye in his hair. First, first of all, okay, Mark seems very happy in Miami. I think Kirby's very happy in Georgia. Big come from behind win for Mike this past week. Okay, Mike. Has lost the weight. He oh looks all. Oh my god! He looks all. He looks all svelte. He's got how many kids does he have? Does he have seven or five? I don't know, but dude, you've blown my mind. Kid? I didn't even think about. Mike looks so good out there in college. Uh, what is? Let me ask you something, man. What is with these coaches and like a lot of kids? You got any kids, Fletcher? Not that I know of. Mike let me, is let me perfect tell you what for Hold Fort on. Collins. He was built for Fort Collins. Let me tell you what happens when you have kids. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that that twinkle in your eye? Those days where you could dye your hair platinum and just it didn't matter. It's, it's gone because all that's going to happen is they're going to dominate you. Here's okay? the, here's the truth. I dyed my hair platinum blonde in seventh. Figure out. There we go. Yep, that's a yep. thing. But you were twelve and he was twenty one. It was the thing to do back then. It was awful back then, man. I, I lived it. that. That was when he Kirby is my age. He's I think he's a year older than I am. But see, I feel should, like this is your have never done that. This now, is this, more this, about you right now because you no, are locked no. in with that black hairiers that you're gonna have until you're dead. Uh, there's there's things I should not have done when I was in college. I'm not gonna, you know, explain some of those things. But uh, we have <laughs> sadly for even more sadly for your generation. There's there's a lot of data about y'all out there. For Kirby, if he yeah. were just some other guy, all this stuff would be gone. But he's the head coach of Georgia, and now he's got this platinum hair, and you're going, bro, what are you doing, man? But I guess it worked. I mean, I don't know. Man, you, you've you taken my, my – this is good because I think Fort Collins has been – and you've been out there to Fort Collins to do a story oh, on Mike Bobo, and I'm not, sure you saw him. Very, It's a very nice town. Uh, he seemed comfortable there. Just want to point out that Brian Schottenheimer is at in the oh. – is with the Indianapolis Colts. They're two and four. They have Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback. So not as good looking. Just saying, not as good looking fit. To it's me. not. That's not his fault. But I guess it's never been his fault. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> you think Jake Fromm would ever platinum dye his hair, man? No, he ain't got time for that. I mean, dude, probably getting up. Going duck hunting and eating, go hunt. come home go. with good biscuits and gravy and then get off to school. I mean, Kirby, I'm sitting here looking at a picture of Kirby from, and but, but hey, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to fight Isaac Nata now. He's done nothing, it. Got nothing <laughs> to say about those dudes. He's got that. He's got that hair too, man. I don't. He looks like the damn Terminator in this picture I'm looking at right now. Seriously, Isaac Nata looks like he's about to kill someone in this picture. He's got. He's got a. A blue vest with a, a like a mock black turtleneck. He's got he's got he's got what is this white hair? He looks seriously. He looks like a Bond villain. Couple things, I know he has like tribal tats. Uh, yes, he has uh, some hair things that he has chosen to do uh, chemically. And you said black turtleneck. Now individually or in other instances, these are things that I would disagree with and adamantly oppose and try to make fun of. In this case, but, I have absolutely nothing to say. I think it's great. I think it works out well. You're well, you're worried that he's going to come find you. 
How many catches does he have this season? Not enough. Is that a thing? Let me tell you something. Let me throw this out. I bet people, I'll be very surprised if people are still listening to this, but hopefully you understand we're trying to waste time with you and, and, and ourselves. we got to do something all day. At Kentucky, they have a very good tight end. I think an NFL guy in C.J. Conrad. I don't know if you know who that is. The fans just go nuts, though, because he doesn't catch the ball enough. He never throw to the tight ends enough. Third and short, don't throw to the tight ends. Never throw to the tight ends. And obviously, uh, you know, this kid now, they can run a drag route with this kid, and it's just like opening up lanes for wide receivers. It's helped out a bunch. He's getting double teamed. Defenses aren't letting him beat him. There's a reason, and it's helpful. And he's a good blocker in the run game. So he doesn't have to make catches to be beneficial. But it, I remember it being a thing at Georgia where it didn't throw the tight ends enough. It drives fans crazy. I'm going to tell you right now. Is that actually, a thing? Kirby has actually very good hair. I I said he has I a healthy say he has, veins. I, I think he has very good hair. Oh my gosh! I'm not I'm not saying that towards you. I mean, it's just got you know. It's I don't I don't like. I blonde, didn't say he had bad hair. I just said his hair fit. I'm looking at this picture of Isaac Nada, and this is <laughs> this is great. Nah, I got nothing to say about this too. He's, all, he's also got. You didn't mention this too. He's got sort of that. Oh that my that God. beard that sort of look it's like yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of remorse in this beard. If this beard could talk, it'd tell a hell of a story. Of, What's going uh, on with the sunglasses? Sun, well, yeah, sunglasses. Uh, yeah, man, that, this, that's great. What were we saying? <laughs> I just don't even know. I just, they're so, they're so, and then like somebody texted me the other day. <laughs> They said, uh, they go, I see you got your hair cut. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, they go, why don't you do it like Notori Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. I like that guy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not allowed to talk about Notori Johnson for fear of my own life. Isaac, not, if I'm, I, I gotta say this. So, uh, we'll, maybe we'll end on this is just like a straight up fight on the team. Who, who would you, I mean, during a bowl practice. Just period. Okay. Would you go with Roquan, Isaac? I'm trying to think of other people. I mean, I think Jeb Blazevich would be too nice. I, I think Isaac. I think Isaac Nada would seriously, if he got mad enough at you, he would take his thumbs and dig your eyeballs out. So you're saying he's in any means necessary? A, I think he's a straight on Bond villain, man. Like Kirby couldn't do that. He'd figure out another way. He'd he'd do something else. Like he'd have he would be the guy that would have like the the tire rod in his in his pants or something. He'd come out and pop you with it or something like that. But locker room fight. Yeah, first of all, I don't condone this type of behavior. Getting punched in the face is not pleasant. And it's and it doesn't mean you're a man. Getting uh, punched? No, throwing punches. Um have, have you- been punched in your face? Yes, I've been punched in the face. It is, it's the, it's not <laughs> fun. It's not fun. Well, even punching somebody is not fun. But anyway, yeah. I would take Roquan in any kind of these discussions. I don't think he's got to talk much. I don't think you really notice him. I just think that you would know that he was, you were going to submit. <laughs> so whenever he wanted to. Not sure. I might take Nada, man. Yeah, I, not not as. A, 
Well, we'll put it to the poll. Anybody that still listen to this, and if we had a sponsor here, like um, like a beef jerky company or something, you know, <laughs> you could respond to this with your answer on the message board, and we could send you a free sample of our sponsor. But we don't have that yet, and we're working on it, right? Yeah, you're working on it. <laughs> Dean, I've enjoyed like, talking. Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm spikes his hair, man. I we, we still a, use product. We too. Too. I we still had... use product as well. Oh, I, I think we got to work on that, man. That's more Tallahassee than Warner Robbins. Yeah, look at he's spiking his hair. This this is a sloppy bow tie. I mean, we got to get that. But it's the hair spike. You're spiking your hair. You know, you don't. Not the quarterback at Florida. I mean, like we're not going to get a sponsor. I'm right. I see where Dan Matthews is spiking his hair too. I spike my hair, but it's it makes me feel like I've still got something left. I'm 30 now. I'm a homeowner. I don't have much left. God, dude, I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave you with this. I'm sending you a text right now. And we're getting off the phone because it's another picture of Isaac Nana about to kill someone. Nope, that's the wrong one. I, I think I, I think Isaac Nana would win. Period. I it looks a little bit like it looks a little bit like Tim Tebow. <laughs> I got Roquan. I don't know. Goodbye, Dean. I don't know. Thanks for joining us on a uh, long and winding road roundtable this week. Fletcher, send me the file, boy. You got it.